Um, guys, I hate it if this is your first time being here and you have never heard my pastor, Pastor Bob and Pastor Sandra. Um, uh, I'm going to do the best I can. But this, he is an amazing man and an amazing teacher. And we love him here at Church Alive. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so right now, we, he's, he's, given, he's given me the opportunity. So I'm taking full advantage of it. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Bob. I want to give a shout out to the praise team. Praise team. Shout out to the praise team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for walking through the process. Um, I've seen you guys where you didn't have it. You had two singers, three singers, uh, one um, piano player and a uh, drummer. And you guys still rock the house. So thank you. I thank you for the, uh, allowing us to see your process. And we are blessed by your faithfulness to trust God in this process. So thank you, praise team. I really mean that. Thank you. Also, that was the only two that I had until some people showed up. And these people showed up. I had no idea they was coming. I'm back there. I'm getting ready. I'm taking some notes down. And I hear the name Bancroft. And I thought, I know Bancroft. So I turn around, and it's the Bancroft. This is an extension of the Walkers. Uh, we love the Bancrofts. Um, Lee and Chelsea, thank you guys. It's an honor for anybody to say they want to hear you minister. So thank you for coming. Shout out to you guys. Uh, they have three, four beautiful children. Four, right? Thank you. Four. They're like me. They have a lot of them. <laughs> they have four beautiful children. We got Caden, Briar, uh, Ansley, and Sadie. Yes, right, Sadie. So uh, thank you guys for coming. We appreciate you. We love you. And we thank God for you because um, you are uh, helping us raise our kids. You guys have been a constant example for us. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for coming. Um, all right. Praise God. I was um, thinking about what I wanted to minister. And... You know, I tell you guys, a lot of the time, most of the time, all of the time, I just minister for my life. It's just who I am. It's just what God has, is doing in my life. And, um, but there is a, this is a little bit more intense for me because I find myself having to continue to walk this out. Most of the time, most of the time that I minister, I've, all, I've, I've walked through it. So then I feel like I have the release to give it to you, all right? And that's normally time, that's normally how it works for me when I minister. But this time, I have found myself at this crossroads of asking myself, value. How do I value something? What do I do when it comes to value? And then what I mean by this is, I have come to the conclusion as this, and I'm sure this is not the end all be all, but this is my revelation of this. I have come to the conclusion that value is placed in two places. It's placed on where you're at, and it's placed on where you're going. Okay? So you're going to place value with where you're at, what's going on with you now, who's with you now. You place value on that. Well, why do you do that? Because that's what you see, touch, feel, taste. That's where you're at in that moment. Sometimes it is tough because when you start to place value on something or a place that you are at, you can lose sight of where you're going. So, that, to me, is a situation, a personal situation for me, okay? So, um, so I know these two places you're going to place value. You're either going to place value in the future, where you're going, the promise that God has said to you, or you're placing value with where you're at, what you're doing right now. And I've come to the conclusion that you place those value in those two places, but the problem with that is, how do you do it on both sides of the spectrum? Alright? Because you can get caught up in what the promise is and lose sight of the process. 
You can get caught up on what I'm doing now that you missed the mark for what God has told you to do. So how do you place value in both of those places? I ask myself, Lord, I need to know that because I'm in a personal situation right now. The situation involves a lot of people, a whole lot of people, a lot bigger than myself, a lot more people than myself. But for me and my household, I know, Lord, I am the high priest of my home. I have to make these decisions for my home. And this is a real, real um, tough situation. Do I place value on where I'm at or do I place value on where I'm trying to go? I said, Lord, show me in the scriptures, Lord. I need to see this in the scriptures because... I want, to, I want to make sure that I'm leading my home the right way, as I know most of everybody here is the same thing. I want to make sure that I'm a good example to the people around me. I want to make sure that I'm holding true to my word. I want to make sure that my integrity and my character is being portrayed in the way that God wants it to be portrayed. So with that, I know that I'm going to have to make some hard decisions. Most of us have to make, we have to make hard decisions. In these moments, the Lord showed me the story of Joshua in Joshua chapter 3. I'll give you a little backdrop of what's going on in the story. Moses, I don't know if you guys know the story, but Moses is a deliverer. Moses pulls the uh, Israelites out of Egypt. He takes them to the promised land. They get caught up and uh, trying to make it to the promised land because they, uh, uh, they're, they, they're just preoccupied with everything but what God is really telling them. But in the midst of that, God is doing some miraculous things. You know, he's got cloud by day, fire by night. He's parting the Red Sea. He's feeding them every day by manna. He's dropping manna on them every day. So in their process of getting to a place that God has promised them, they are kind of preoccupied. They start doing crazy things. They start murmuring and complaining. At one point in time, they thought it was better to go back to uh, being captive to being slaves than to keep moving on. Alright? So, um, Moses is doing everything he's supposed to do. Moses is trying to lead him. Well, Moses gets to the end of himself. He kind of gets frustrated uh, right before they get ready to go in and he says, uh, God asked tells Moses to speak to the rock. Uh, Moses gets upset. He strikes the rock. Boom! He hits the rock with the staff. And um, out of anger, and God says, well, you will not Go, you will not see or inherit the promised the promise land. You won't see it because you did not do as I asked you to do, speak to the rock, blah, blah, blah. Well, in that instance, God had to raise, raise up a new man. Because he has to have someone to take the people into the promised land because this is what I do know about God. And you guys will attest to this. God is faithful and his promises are always fulfilled. There's, it's never a moment where God is not going to fulfill what he promised. Never. It's never a moment. So in that, in that, God has to fulfill his promise. So he raises up another man, a man by the name of Joshua. He raises up Joshua. And as he raises up Joshua, um, he's telling Joshua, you, you know what, you're going to carry him into the, to the, um, um, into the promised land, to the land of Canaan. And that's where I find myself when I'm telling you guys, place and value. I want you to see something. When you place value, when you place value, your heart, was, your heart will be there, your treasure will be there, your time will be there, your commitment will be there. That's the only way you can do it. You cannot place value without your money. 
You cannot place value without your time. You cannot place value without dedication and commitment. You can't do it. You can't do it. So it's going to show up whether you are placing value or not. I get my brothers. My brothers are really tough, okay? They tough. I, I talk about them all the time. They tough. I just spent some time with them last night. Every time we get together, we're very, we're just intense people. And every time we get together, it's going to be some differences. It's guaranteed. At this point in time, I know, it, and this is the, the thing about it, there's a table. We call it the table, but it kind of transfers. And so one day I might be the good guy at the table. One day I might be the guy that's getting hit at the table. Okay? But it, does, it happens. So I know when I get with my brothers, we're going to laugh till we cry. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of fun. But I do know we are going to disagree. It's, it's just part of it. I'm thinking about what this whole situation with Joshua, <laughs> and um, I'm going to start in verse, uh, in chapter 3, verse 1, if you pull it up for me. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia, Acacia Grove, and, grove to, uh, and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. Now understand something right there, Acacia Grove. I'm looking at that because in some um, scriptures, it doesn't say Acacia Grove. In some scriptures, it says uh, Shemite, I believe it is. And um, so I wanted to know what is Acacia Grove? What did it stand for? And in, in this time, Acacia Grove stood for a hard place, a very hard place, a dry place, a place where people say it's like you're almost stuck. Okay, so it's a hard place, but they're coming through it. All right, understand. And came to the Jordan, and he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. Keep going. So it was after these three days that the officer went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, "When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it." Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. Stop right there. For you have not passed this way before. For you have not passed this way before. Understand something. It was only supposed to take the Israelites 40 days. It's been 40 years. Think about this. We're going to a place. God has promised us a place, and he's telling us, hey, you only have 40 days. You can, it takes you 40 days to get there. We'll get there. Boom, you're going to be into the promised land, land of milk and honey. We're going to be good. We good. It's all good. And guess what? It takes you 40 years. Now, understand something. What am I thinking? I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. Same thing some of you thinking. If it was me, I wouldn't have waited no 40 years. I'm going to find my own place. <laughs> you thinking the same thing. You're thinking the same thing. After two or three years, listen, 40 days and then it's taking me a year and we still ain't got there. I tell you what, I'm going to find my own way. It's just natural. It's just natural. You know, I, I tell you what, I'm not, I'm telling you this, I wouldn't have lasted 40 years. I wouldn't have lasted. I would have been like, I tell you what, Y'all go ahead on with that, but I'm going to find me another place, and I, it's going to be my milk and honey place. Might not be there. That's what I was thinking, but I'm going to tell you something. One thing that's missed in this story is the, 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 the precious or the um, commitment of value. They valued Moses. There's no way that they would have continued to go. It just ain't even natural. It's not even that. You can't tell me, oh, I, I would have. No, you wouldn't have. 
I get in the line at McDonald's and four people in front of me and I'm ready to lose my mind. Why did I get in this line? I'm trying to back up. It's, so I know 40 years would not have made it. I wouldn't have made it. But I see the purpose and the value uh, that, that the people put on Moses. And we can't forget that. In this process, they had to value Moses. They had to, va they had to value what Moses was doing. They had to value what Moses was saying to, to some degree. Now, you're going to have naysayers. You're going to have them here in church. You're going to have them out there. You're going to have them at work. You're going to have them. It's just part of the process. But this is what you have to remember. When you hear the naysayers, this is what you have to remember. What has God spoken to you? What has God said to you? And Moses seen the naysayers, heard the naysayers. But guess what? And guess what? Was lost. We just going to say Moses was lost for five years. And he still was saying, we're going to go to the land of milk and honey. And they were still going. They were still following. 15 years. You know, the people that started, guess what? No, they didn't lose one person. People were healthy in those 40 years. That's, that's a place that, that is the miraculous. They were being fed. Miracles are showing up every day. People are staying. It wasn't like people were dying off. And, no. They were staying healthy. God was continuing to feed them. God was holding them up. God was restoring them. And guess what? They were still murmuring and complaining. Still murmuring and complaining. You're going to have that. But guess what? If you, the only reason why you're going to have it because you forget your commitment. You forget what God has said to you about this place. And in this place, guess what? And in this place, guess what you have to do? You have to step in and you have to own it. And it takes courage. It takes a level of courage to say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to trust what you say. Amen. I'm going to trust what you say, Lord. I know, Father, I know it looks this and it looks this, but I'm going to trust what you say because your promises will always be fulfilled. So we're placing value. He's pla they're placing value. And then God says, you know what, Moses? Because of your anger and your disobedience in this moment, you're not going to see it. But guess what? I'm going to raise up a man. Guess what? Jo I mean, Joshua, he gets raised up. And he says, you must go for you have not passed this way before. God is doing a new thing. But when God starts doing something new or God starts changing direction or God starts correcting people, guess what happens? People start bowing up. Uh-uh. I'm not doing that. Nope. I'm not doing uh, Nope. I didn't been here 30, 40 years. I'm not doing that anymore. That's what it looks like. I, ain't, I can't keep doing it that way. No, uh-uh. No, you said it before. We still ain't got there. But guess what? Joshua has to tell, hey, God is doing a new thing. God is, can you trust that God is doing a new thing? Can we trust that? Guess what? The promises of God are yes and amen. Guess what? They will be fulfilled. Can we trust that? Because that's the end game. So guess what? If I'm trusting that in this process, guess what, Lord? Lord, I sit here. I sit here. I'll take correction, I'll take uh, discipleship, I'll take whatever I need to take in this moment, I'll take it, Lord, because I know that the promise will come. Amen. The promise has got to come. Guess what? There are things that's happening in our schools, there are things happening at your job. Let me tell you something. God has placed you there to be a light, and guess what? While you're there, God will change the whole situation for just one. For, listen, listen, for just one. For just one, for just me. God, hey, I don't have this opportunity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. 
For just one. For just you. For just me. Why? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because the promise doesn't change. The promise never changes. Thank you. The promise doesn't change. Why doesn't the promise change? Because I know why you sent me. I know why you sent me. Guess what? I've had the conversation. I've chose to do this. I've chose to do that. I have been a flag bearer for it. I ain't changing. This is my church home. I'm going to be here. I don't care how you feel. I don't care how I'm at. This is where I'm at. Because I know the promise that God has set in my heart. Same thing with Joshua. God is doing a new thing. We can't continue. Guess what? We can't continue to just take it and say, well, all right, you know, I'm not doing that. It's over with. No. But we also have to be ready to move. Listen, listen. We don't get to a place where, okay, we just, no, we're not just sitting. Because he said, we passed by this way. We've never passed by this way before. So we're going somewhere. In this moment, guess what? Joshua is taking them across the Jordan. When they get across the Jordan, guess what they're going to walk into? The land of milk and honey. We're going to walk into the land of milk and honey. And when we walk into the land of milk and honey, all that stuff that we went for the last 40 years won't even matter. It won't even matter. So what are we, what, 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 what are we doing then? That's funny. Well, what's, what does that mean? Do I, do I stay? Do I go? What do I do? I'm going to tell you what I do. I trust God. I trust God. I place my value in God. God, this is what you said to me. This is the promise that you said to me. This has got to be fulfilled. That's where I'm, and guess what? In that, in that, guess what happens? Process shows up. Process for what? For the land of milk and honey. See, because when I get to the promised land, I got to be able to sustain what God has for me. How do I know that? I'm going to say, God, God, God don't bless this order. I didn't seen it. I've had to do things in my own life. We've had to do things in our own life when we get to a place, guess what? I got to live by a budget. I got to be disciplined enough to live by a budget. Guess what? I got to be disciplined enough to make sure that I'm communicating with my wife. I got to take time to do, we got to take time to, to go on dates. God don't bless chaos. He does it. So guess what? When you bring order, guess what? God, that's what God ought. Before he get ready to bless you, the first thing going to show up is order. Well, he did, I'm going to show you he did it when he uh, fed the 5,000 and the three, or uh, the 5,000 with the three fish and the five loaves. Guess what he said? Put them in groups. Put them in groups. See, that's order. That's order. So guess what? Sometimes order show up and we, because it's unnatural or because it doesn't feel good, guess what we want to do? We want to run from it. But it takes courage it takes courage to do what? Step into it. Okay. Praise God. What does that take? Ooh, praise God. It's still a little like this. Ain't how I like it. But guess what? I'm going to stay right here. It's a part of it. But it takes courage. So Joshua, praise God. You must go for you have not passed this way before. Keep going. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves. Sanctify yourselves. Well, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Listen, 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 listen. Praise. For tomorrow, for tomorrow. How long have they been told tomorrow we're going to make it? It's been 40 years. Value. Value what God says. Value. But guess what, Lord? I'm trying to get to the other side. I'm going to show. God, praise God. I'm God. I can't, can't get ahead of myself. The Lord is saying, value where you're at. Take, listen, take heart in where you're at. But understanding, it's time to move. So we got to move. 
So God is taking a Joshua, sanctify yourself for tomorrow the Lord is going to do wonders. Tomorrow the Lord is going to do wonders. I'm going to prophesy to you today. Tomorrow the Lord is going to do wonders. He's going to do wonders in my life. He's doing wonders in your life. So listen, not, not 40 years, tomorrow. So guess what? Because Listen, Lord, that's where I'm at. If it don't happen tomorrow, there's a problem. If it don't happen tomorrow, Lord, that's how close I am right now. If it don't happen tomorrow, Lord, I don't, that's a broken, that's a broken promises. That's how close it is for me right now. It's that close. And I'm telling you right now. He said, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. But this is the thing, guys. This is the thing. He's already been doing wonders. He parted the Red Sea right in front of their face. See, that's what happens with us. We get so caught up in our own self. But guess what? We forget the goodness that God has already displayed. That's, guess what? That's why I'm always going to be grateful. And that's why you're always going to hear me do. Guess what? You're always going to hear me do shout outs. Why? Because I'm so grateful. Gratitude is who I am. That's just a part of who I am. I, it don't matter. If you do something for me, I'm like, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I don't believe, listen, that's just who I am. When I read the, uh, the passage about the lepers and he said only one came back and I kept reading and it said, for he, he was blessed. That, that, he healed him of leprosy. It was ten of them. Healed him of leprosy. Only one of them came back. And he was the one that was blessed. All of them was healed. He was the one that was blessed. Meaning what? His life was blessed. His children was blessed. His wife was blessed. His job was blessed. Everything he did was blessed. So gratitude is who I am. I'm going to stay there. So understand this though. Understand it. Value and gratitude go hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. In this moment, sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Guess what else? Joshua already knew the wonders that had been done because he was using him. Hear that? Joshua knew the miracles that were already taking place because he was using him. Think about when God uses you. Think about it. You ain't perfect. Think about it. You got your issues and God still uses you. That's a miracle in itself. That's a miracle in itself. Keep going. Praise God. Praise God. And Joshua said to them, said to the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priest saying, take up the Ark of the Covenant and the cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Keep going. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to exalt you. Watch this. This day I will begin to exalt you. This day I will begin to exalt you. Church alive. A lot of people don't know about us. A lot of people don't know about us. Why? Because all we are out in the country, we all, they've been here for 23 years, but they really haven't been this and they really haven't done this. But guess what? This day I will begin to exalt you. Today he's going to begin. Guess what? He's going to make our name great. He's going to make our name great. Right here at Church Alive. Guess what? I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to go a step further. TCPS, he's got to make their name great. Why? This day, I will begin to exalt you. See, that's, that's the promise of God. I know what God has said to me. See, a bunch of us in here, we work, people are spreading lies about us. We, we, people are, uh, are trying to hold us to what our past was. It don't matter. God's going to put respect on your name. God is going to put respect on your name. Watch this. This day, it ain't nothing that you got to do to spectacular. People going to always accuse you of something. Why? Because Satan is the accusing of the brethren. He's always going to find fault in you. But guess what? This day, 
I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel. That they may know that as I was with Moses, I am with you. I am with you. Today, right here at Church Alive, right there in your own home, guess where God is? He's with you. He's with you. When things get tight, guess what? He's still with you. This day. Not tomorrow. Not 40 years. This day. So guess what, Lord? All right, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the value. Praise God, Pastor. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Listen, the first thing I want you to make sure you get, what are we moving toward and what are we moving from? Where are we coming from? Where are we coming from? See, they came from 40 years of isolation. They came from 40 years of being lost. But guess where are we going to? See, value. It don't matter if I say, hey, I'm going to be free of this, and I'm going to be free of this, and I'm going to be free of this. Yeah, that sounds good. But where are you going? See, Joshua knew. Joshua knew, hey, we leaving here and we going here. So he's moving us from a place that we were to a place that we got to go that's been, that's been promised to us. So what has been promised to us? The land of milk and honey. That's a promise, Greg. That's a promise for me, for you. The land of milk and honey is a promise. So what do I do? What do I do? Whenever it's time for me to, I'm, I'm being free of, of addiction. Yeah, I, you are going to be free of addiction, but where are you going? Because if you don't find out where you're going, guess what? You'll be back in addiction. That's just the truth of it. Oh, guess what? I'm going to be free of insecurity. Well, where are you going? Because guess what? If you don't know where you're going, you will find yourself back there. Well, how do I know that? Peter did the same thing. Peter and the disciples did the same thing. When Jesus left, what did they do? They went back to fishing. They went back to fishing. So when God came, God had to remind them, hey, let's go. I've commissioned you to go out to all the world. So when we say we're coming from something, just like Joshua said, hey, we're leaving this, we leaving because tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be our day. Wonders are going to show up for us tomorrow. So guess what we got to do? I'm leaving addiction. Well, where are you going? I'm going to freedom. What does that look like? That means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bask in the word of God. That means I'm going to get connected com to community. That means I'm going to be held, I'm gonna be able to be held accountable. That means that I'm going to understand who I am in Christ because I'm the righteousness of God. That's part of who I am. So guess what? That's where I'm going. See, that looks different than just saying, hey, I'm being free. No, free from what? Just where are you going? I'm insecure. Then where are you going? I'm going to a place where I'm secure. Secure in what? And who I am. And what God has for me. What does God have for me? God says that um, in Jeremiah 29, 11, what does he say? For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, that you might have a hope and a future and, and, and then be prosperous. That's where I'm going. So it's not just so much as saying, oh, I'm leaving this, the wilderness. Well, where are you going? Where are you going? I'm going to the land of milk and honey. This day. We're not doing 40 years anymore. This day. Why? Because the time is at hand right now that Jesus is on his way back now. It is no longer when we say, oh, it's going to be 50, 60, 70. No. He's on his way back now. This day. So where are we going from? What, what, what are you moving from? We're moving from a place of insecurity, not understanding what, what, what we need to be doing. No, I got the mind of Christ. I got a sound mind. So guess what I'm moving to? I'm moving to uh, a place to where I know that I'm renewing my mind and a place to where the righteousness of God covers me. That's where I'm going. So when I walk into that land of milk and honey, it looks like milk and honey. I look like milk and honey. I don't want to walk into a place of milk and honey. I look like the wilderness. God ain't intending for that. That's why it's called preparation. That's why you have to value the process. 
Because if I don't value the process, guess what happens? I show up and I'm ill-prepared. I'm ill-prepared. I'm ill-prepared for what God is going to do with the wonders that God is going to do right here at Church Alive. If I don't value the process. So I have to walk through this. I have to walk it out. Praise God. Excuse me. Hallelujah. Now, this is, uh, keep going. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that you may know that as I was with Moses, so as I am with you. Keep moving. You shall command the priest who bears the Ark of the Covenant, saying, when you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. Keep going. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here and hear the word of the Lord your God. Keep going. And Joshua said, by this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out before you the Canaanites. So the people that's in your place, listen, the people that's in your place, they got to go. Y'all ain't hear me. They, listen, there are people, listen, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm show you. They put me, I had the opportunity to get in promotion. Hallelujah. They put me in a place of athletic director at my school. I did it. I did it. Some people would say I did it well. Some people would probably say otherwise. But I did it. Okay? So I told my wife, I said, honey, this ain't me. I'm, I, this ain't me. I, I love the people. I can handle the people. I can do the job, but I don't have any passion for this. This ain't me. And I felt like, and I told her, I said, I feel like I'm in somebody else's position. I feel like this, I mean, I love to coach basketball. I love to cut up with the kids. I love to high-five parents. That's who I am. And I told Yaki, I said, I just, this ain't me. It just ain't me. And I told her, I said, I feel like I'm in somebody else's position. And she said, what? I said, yeah, I feel like I'm in somebody else's position. You know, my supportive wife, she was like, rah, rah, you can do it, rah, rah. And I was like, I'm out. <laughs> That's, I was like, yeah, honey, I appreciate you. I understand who you are in my life. I thank you for that, but I got to hear God on this one. And I told him. I went to him and I said, hey, guys. Told my principal, I said, I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you. Da, 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 da. And guess what he told me? He said, no, you can be the athletic director. No. No, it ain't me. Well, I think you can. No, Mr. Tilly. No, no, it ain't me. Mr. Tilly, I appreciate you. If you need me, if they need me, I'm here. I'm going to help you anywhere I can, but I ain't, mm -mm, I'm not doing that. There are people in your place, and God is nudging in their hearts. Step aside. Step aside. Now, just be, have the courage to do so, as it took me. You know what? I'll let somebody else get this. This is for somebody else, because it ain't me. I'll do it, because that's what you need, but this ain't me. There's people right now in our situation, in your position, right now, that God is going to move aside. <laughs> So that you can walk into what you have that God has for you. It's just part of it. It's not a knock to them. It's not a knock to them. It's just that it's time for someone else. So right now, guess what we do? In that process, we just value it. Lord, all right, let's step aside. And then they come on and guess what, and what, what should show up? When they step into their place while you're still there, it should show strength to you. It should show strength to you. Praise God. Now, to prepare... And Joshua said by this, keep going, keep going. Keep going. Hallelujah. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. All right, I want you to understand that. He tells them, number two, first time, the first thing, what are you going from and what are you going toward? We understand that. You got to know where you're going and you got to understand where you're coming from. Number two, you got to be prepared. 
You have to be prepared. You have to prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. What does that look like, Pastor Frank? That's what it looks like. It looks like when you're down there by the Jordan River and you know you're finna walk in, because guess what? It's just another place. It's just the next move. It's just the next step is where you're going. So whenever I walk in, like I said, whenever I walk into the land of milk and honey, I want to look like milk and honey. I don't want to look like the wilderness. So what I want to do, I got to prepare myself. What does that look like? That means fellowship and intimacy with God. See, God is going to clothe me when I step into the land of milk and honey. He's going to clothe me to look like milk and honey. Even, guess what? Even though, even though I'm not, I, I don't deserve it. He's still going to clothe me with milk and honey. I'm going to look like where I'm at. I'm going to look like what God has promised me. I don't want to walk into what God has promised me and I'm still looking like the wilderness. So I have to prepare intimacy with God. Prayer with God. Reading of the word with God. I've got, guess what? I've got to renew my mind. I've got to set disciplines in my life. I've got this, I, there's these things I have to do and I, guess what? I can't do them without God. So, Lord, guess what? I got to get my money right. Huh? I got to make sure my relationships are strong. And guess what? I got to make sure that I'm valuing my commitments. That's just preparing where God has taken me and you to the land of milk and honey. See, but it cost us. And people don't want to take that. People don't want to take the courage of owning that is to be able to say, guess what? Hey, all right, it's going to take me a little time for me to renew my mind. Right, Uncle Ray, to renew my mind. That's part of it, because I got to make sure when I go into the land of milk and honey that I'm thinking like milk and honey. Does that make sense? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last thing, and I'm going to close with this. Praise God. Pick up your stones. In chapter 4, if you go into chapter 4, he tells them, he says, he tells Joshua to tell the, uh, the people as you're going up, Take, choose 12 guys and pick up 12 stones. And as they go in, they say, Take, pick up these stones. And understand, though, when they're picking up these stones, these stones are to lay at the feet of the priest so that they can walk through instead of wading and walking through the water. Also, it's to remind them of this. It's what it's to remind them of. Remind them of what they came from. See, you don't want to walk into the land of milk and honey and forget that God was God back then. You don't want to get into the land, because guess what you will do? You will become ungrateful. If you forget what God has already done for you, if you forget what, when, guess what? When you, when you didn't have anybody, and nobody was there, but God showed up. If you forget that stuff, when you get over to the land of milk and honey, you're going to forget. So God told him, guess what? God told him, pick up your stones. Pick up your stones and take them with you so that you will know. You will know what I've already done for you. Here we go. Number one, these are the 12 stones that I say. You cannot go into the land of milk and honey without Jesus. You can't do it. You can't do it. We cannot walk into the land of milk and honey without Jesus. You got to have him. He's the chief cornerstone. You can't do it. Number two, faith. When we walk into the land of milk and honey, we got to walk in by faith. Some things you're not going to see the whole picture. Some things ain't going to look clear. But guess what it's going to take? It is going to take faith. Here at Church Alive, we might, there's some places because we've never been there before. We don't know the whole story. Guess what? It's just going to take faith. In your life, there are things that's going, that you can't see. It's going to take faith. But this is the promise of God. This is the promise that I know personally from God. To the believer, the unknown will show itself favorable. So guess what? When I'm moving in faith, I know the end results is milk and honey. 
When I'm moving in faith, I know, I, I know the result has got to be milk and honey. It's got to be good. So I'm going to walk it by faith, no matter what. Number three, I'm going to stay generous. Generosity got to show up all the time. I, I ministered a, 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 a message before talking about expanding your, uh, your capacity. If you want to expand your capacity on what God can give you, give out more. That's it. So we got to stay generous. When people in need, show up. When people need your time, show up. When people need your love, show up. You got to stay generous. Number four, prayer. You got to have prayer. Here at Church of Life, we're going to be bashed in prayer this year. We're going to pray this year. We're going to pray this year. We're going to pray this year. Why? Because we want to stay at the heart of God. We want to we stay intimate with God because that's the ultimate place of intimacy is prayer. Not only that, it's the ultimate place of community. When, I got, when, I'm, when I'm speaking Johnny's name in my prayer, that's intimacy. When I'm saying my wife's name in prayer, that's intimacy. When I'm speaking over my children, that's intimacy. That's what community does. I have to put you before God with me. Lord, I thank you for my brother Mark. I praise God for Mark. I thank you, Father God, that you're meeting Mark's need. Now look, me and Mark just connected. We ain't seen each other. We don't see each other except for Sunday. But guess what? That community right there, I just made a connection. That's why prayer has got to happen here at Church of Life. And will continue to happen at Church of Life. Hallelujah. Serving. We're going to continue to serve. Why? Because when you get over into the land of milk and honey, it don't change. You're still going to serve there just like you served over here. We're going to keep a servant's heart. <sighs> Praise God. Six. Community. Hallelujah. Stay connected with one another. There's strength in numbers. Understand it. There's strength in numbers. Hallelujah. Kindness. My Aunt Darlene, she, she gets me all the time about being kind. And I understand. Nobody wants to walk up to a person that's not kind and they screaming, Jesus loves you. <laughs> Does he? Does he? Stay kind, church alive. Stay kind. Why? Because we're the light to the world. Stay kind. Praise God. Compassion. Laughter. See, these are their stones that they're having to take with them. Laughter. God has been so good to me. So I got to, I got to, I, I got to, when I get to the land of milk and honey, you got to see joy. You got to hear laughter. You got, why? Because if you don't, you'll start carrying on the weight of it. Like, man, I don't deserve this. Man, this is just not, man, this is too good. I'm going to tell you, God's goodness is overwhelming. So guess what? You have to open up your heart to joy. Praise God, he chose me. Praise God, it was me. Thank God for choosing me. Hallelujah, Lord, thank you for putting me in my place of milk and honey. That's, you got to have a heart of joy. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Favor. Well, oh, you got to take favor with you. Why? That's one of the stones, because you don't belong there. It's only the favor of God that you're there anyway. You got to take, guess what, and it's going to keep showing up. Because it's from glory to glory, so it's got to keep showing up. Because I don't deserve it. It's got to keep showing up. Freedom. To receive the finished work. It's freedom. When you get into your land of milk and honey, you got to know I'm free. I didn't do anything. I don't owe anybody nothing for this goodness God has given me. I don't owe anything. This is just the goodness of God. And guess what? I know what he did for me on the cross. That's why I have. I know the finished work of God. He has did the, he did the ultimate work. Guess what? I'm complete. I'm free in that. I'm not taking anybody's baggage. I'm not taking anybody's what he said, she said. Guess what? Because I know what Jesus did for me on the cross. So I'm taking the finished work with me. Hallelujah. Last one. And I've said it before. Gratitude. 
Guys, I'm going to tell you something. Chase, I'm going to tell you this. I know I'm hard on you sometimes. I'm going to tell you this. You ever want to get me and get me good, be grateful about something. <laughs> Whatever you want, you get grateful about it, it's going to show up. It's going to show up. And guess what? I've seen it happen in my own life. That's how God moves on me. When I stay grateful, it shows up. It shows up. So you got to take gratefulness with you. You got to take gratitude with you. So when you get there, you will never forget, guess what? What God has done for me. And you. Now, guys, I've taken about 15 minutes too long, but I want you to know something. I believe that we have to be ready to move. We have to be ready to move because it's time. Them doors are going to fill up. Them seats are going to fill up. Them doors are going to be busting at the seams. Why? Why? Because it's our time. It's what God is ordaining this. Not nothing that we're doing. Hear me. Nothing that we're doing. It's because God has chosen us. God has chosen us for this time. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to take our stones with us because we know what it was when we didn't have nothing. Pastor Bob, you know when it was when, when, you was when you was trying your best with everything you had to keep them doors open. When you was willing to do anything you had and it took one person to write the check. Bam. Amen. But guess what? Guess what though? Guess what? Guess what? That ain't, the, that, ain't the, that ain't the end of it. That ain't the end of the story. It keeps going because we know it goes from glory to glory. We ought to guess what? Why did God do that? Because there's people that need this place. There's people that need this place. We want people to come through those doors, black, white, rich, poor, we don't care. We want you to come through this door and feel loved. We have to be ready to move. We have to stay ready in a place of preparation. Whatever you need, I'm going to show up. Whatever it takes, I'm going to do. That's what we got to stay. So guess what? How do we place value on this and on that? How do we place value on the now and on where we're going? Put it on Jesus. That's the conclusion. Put it on Jesus. Lord, I know where I'm at. And I know where you're taking me. And I want to value both. How do I value Jesus? That's the supernatural. That's the supernatural. That's how you can step in. That's how you can see into the promises and still be where you're at. You can say, Lord, I know what you showed me. I know what you said you were going to do. And now we're not there just yet. And the Lord will just say, keep prepared. Keep getting your stuff in order. And then when you walk into the land of milk and honey, you're going to look like milk and honey. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this. I believe that. I believe that. I know that God is about people. Don't matter what we do. Don't matter how cool we get. Don't matter how, how of the times we are. God is about people. And when I say God is about people, God is concerned with you. Just as he is with me, he's concerned with you. And he's fighting for you. He, 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 he's there for you. So in this moment, if there's anybody, there's anybody, I see a lot of familiar faces, but if there's anybody that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity. Because I'm going to tell you, that is the greatest miracle that will ever happen, is you saying yes to Christ. That's the greatest miracle that will ever happen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
I thank you, Lord, for this time, for this moment. If there's anybody here that just needs prayer, things going on at work, things going on at home, if you just need prayer, we are here to pray with you. We're here to pray with you. We're here to lay hands on you. We're here to agree with you. We're here to pray with you. To let you know that God loves you. That God, God is for you. God is what a good finish from you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, guys, that worship night, I hate to inform you, I won't have the opportunity to be here, but I'm going to tell you something. This right here, we all need to be here. You need to have a friend here. You need to have a friend's friend here. Why? Because God is here and God is doing something here. It's our time. You want people to understand it. You want people to get involved with it. You want people to see it. You want people to experience it. This right here, guys, listen. This is important. Not because Church Alive needs it, but because the world needs it. Cleveland needs it. A night of worship to come and guess what? Just come and be free in who you are. You guess what? All week you're in the trenches and you're fighting and you and you you know you're giving out and you're giving out. This is just an opportunity for you to come and be poured into. Where you can come and lift your hands and worship God and, and with listen with no restrictions. Do you? Do you come with? Listen, come and just expect God to minister to you. That's why we having worship night. That's my why. That's our why for worship night. It's to come and allow God to minister to you. We're gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure every single body, Miss Uncle Ray, Matt, put these in your hand. Make sure everybody gets one. Get some. Give them out. Let me tell you something, guys. It's bigger than us. People need this night. We need this night. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love you guys, Pastor Bob. I love you. I thank God for you. They're going to sing us out. Like I said, if you need prayer, we're gonna, I'm going to be standing right here. Pastor Bob, Pastor Sandra, they'll be here. God loves you. But remember, be ready to move. Be ready.